welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this week we return to our horror hot takes uh, feature. Uh, thinking about all of the things that might just piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week we are looking at some overrated horrors. Um, we almost had a uh, classic CMT H miscommunication <laughs> where I accidentally said underrated for some reason uh, when we were talking about planning it and we all, we, we almost came completely opposite. Yes, but... that's where Robbie starts saying Halloween and I yeah. start killing him <laughs> for saying overrated. <laughs> Although this does have the potential... For some for some strangulation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, I feel like all of the last horror hot takes. I mean, we did, which was just horror hot takes. It was yeah. just any take that we could bring in, and we had all kinds of things. Uh, the ones that like pop into my head, like a lot of. I know there was definitely some A twenty four. There was some mention yeah, of the A24. Saw franchise. There was mention things that like some people are so passionate about, and then if you're coming to call them out for it, yeah. or call out the bad parts. Uh, just a disclaimer here that. Yes, we want to hear from you. You can abuse us if you want to. Uh, but at the same time, this is just... We do know that this is just our opinion. We're not trying to force yeah. our opinion upon you. You you must listen to us. You listen to our podcast, <laughs> therefore you must follow our word. Yeah, our word is very much gospel around <laughs> these parts. Exactly. Like, when we tell you to go and murder certain people for us, <laughs> yeah. that, that's taken as... You must do it, because yeah. you listen to our podcast, that's what you do. Just like when we were talking about that dog loving the other week. <laughs> yeah, when we say, you must fuck dogs, you must fuck dogs. <laughs> and this episode's already off to a good yeah. controversial start. Well, the, the first gospel of Cast Me Ten is always, make sure that you are subscribed, <laughs> and please leave us a lovely review. I had to try and shoehorn that in somewhere, so obviously I got it. Um, but I, yeah, horror hot takes is quite. It's a fun one to do because, like you said, it's kind of a bit tongue in cheek. We always, we always have a debate over some of them. Although it's one of mine, I think you'll definitely agree with me. Um, I remember on the last horror hot takes. If you haven't, go and check it out. I'm pretty sure I spoke about my dislike for. Uh, Chucky and the Child's Play franchise. Yeah. So this time I stayed away from it, and I I stuck with because I you you look on lists online, and when it comes to overrated films, you get some of the stuff which is always on there. Um, oh stuff like I don't know maybe Hereditary, Conjuring, yeah. The Witch. It always seems to be a lot more modern franchises that seems to be on there. Yeah. Or you get a real old school throwback, so something like The Exorcist. Is one that I've I've seen on a lot of overrated lists. Yeah. So this is just like a bit of fun. It's it is. It's, it's hard. It's hard for anyone because again, it's it's purely taste. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? You're like you might think that certain films, like in any other genre, if you go for like any genre, can have this same effect. Just like you said about say The Conjuring. Well, to be fair, to someone born maybe in two thousands and that was their first film and they grew up watching those films. They might be one of the greatest franchises ever to them yeah. because they love it so much. But to people old, of an older generation, and then you try to turn around and say something like The Exorcist, and and, and they'll kill you straight dead. They, yeah, they'll, they'll just take you away and execute you inside. But it is. It's all about taste, and, and even even with horror, not all horror is universally loved. And there are people who absolutely adore horror films 
but there are certain ones that just rub them up the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like that. And it's no different in any other genre. It's like the people that are like, oh my God, how do you like like Adam Sandler film, comedy films? They're not funny at all. But to some people, that's the funniest shit they've ever seen in <laughs> yeah, their life. Yeah, definitely. You know, they can hear him speak like a baby child toddler for the rest of their life and yeah. they just love it. But for some people, it's like, what the fuck is he doing dressing yeah. like a woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim Carrey is one who is very... Uh, Who's like that? People either really get it or they don't. I yeah. kind of love Jim Carrey, yeah. but I know many people who are like, "It's, it's why? Why is it funny?" You know, it's kind of yeah. It's just yeah. It's people taste. are like, it's just goofy faces and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> but I like it's that. enjoyable. It's fun. It's a, yeah. There's a heart there. There's a heart. There's an enjoyable. Yeah. So all of these kind of ideas are always very much hard to water down into one area. There might be ones where we're saying certain things about them and. It's not, and I'd also point out in my head that I don't actually, even though I'd say overrated, I wouldn't necessarily say um, that I'm saying that it's a bad film. I'm just saying that I just think there's maybe, with some of them it might be, there's a hype that's built around them that I'm not sure is a deserved hype, or it could be that ones that you've kind of reflected on, or, and I know that you could be out of that, but maybe it's because I'm not in the nostalgia of that film. So I've gone back and seen it, when people have seen it like maybe when they were in their teens and now I'm looking at it and going yeah it's not I, to, to me watching it I, I'm not I'm not seeing that much yeah. of what makes this great so there are so many different ways that you can look at these kind of films um, and there are so many interesting choices you can make now I didn't look at any these are purely free that popped into my the top of my head yeah and uh, it kind of came up when i thought of this one i literally only thought of one like an hour before we we're recording now that finally popped in yeah i was gonna look at lists but it's just sometimes sometimes you do end up going down the right rabbit hole of ideas and i knew with this one you're gonna have a lot of ones and i've got to be honest some of them will be legitimate people who watch the films and be like that and even then there will be some of these that myself would probably piss me off to read them because I, yeah. i'll feel like certain writers are just like i feel like you're just trying to get people like yeah you're just trying to you just yeah you're just trying to get the get people hot yeah (laughs) coming damn hot (laughs) yeah it's trying to make them hot and and this is what horror hot takes is it's coming hot (laughs) well do you want to come in hot first it's a hot day coming hot there you go (laughs) i was about to go and grab my phone it's all in my brain i don't i haven't written anything down i haven't looked at anything (laughs) maybe i smash your brain open and eat it i will will, will consume your knowledge and i can just give your takes for you Okay, so um, I'll go with... So my first choice, and it will be interesting because, as I said, I have no backups here, so if you say one, <laughs> you might hear me go silent for a second while I'm racking my brains for what my other choice is. I mean, say. Or I might, just, I might just have to delve in with you and just we'll just, we'll just talk through the film yeah. and we just won't have three each. Um, my first one is um, The Blair Witch Project. Okay. So, um, for me, this is one that I watched with my brother when I was younger. At like, I think, obviously not the peak because of not when it was in cinema, but not long after it had been released on like DVD. Yeah. I watched my dad and obviously, what was I, like 11 or something well, like that? Because I think it came out in, was it 98, 99? Yeah. And then... So no, I wasn't even that. I was like eight. Well, <laughs> this Nine. is what... I always remember this because I was watching... Uh, I was watching like a, a video um, and it said how long it takes for it to leave the cinema and then to get to home video and then to get to terrestrial TV. Yeah, yeah. And it, it like, it first said, I'm sure it said once it leaves the 
cinema it can be on dvd in like nine months to a year yeah and then it take it can take like four or five years for it to come out on you know like regular tv and i always remember that because now like you'll get a film comes out two months later and watch it yeah sometimes it's not even a month now and it's already on digital streaming and releasing things like that not blu-ray or anything like that that's normally a good like six months it's normally a good six months but usually streaming it's it's pretty pretty consistent yeah and i remember because a lot of the films that came out around late 90s early 2000s you did have to wait a while so it probably came out you probably saw it maybe like a year I mean, it was released. considering that now reflecting on the fact that I was about eight years old, I yeah. mean, I wasn't part of that hype train anyway. No. I wouldn't have been, because I wouldn't have been strolling into the cinema like, yeah. let's do this. I this was 10 amazing. years off the yeah. age to be allowed to do that. Um, so yeah, no, I remember watching this with my brother and obviously there'd been such a big hype around it and things like that. Um, and I remember uh, sitting there and watching and watching and watching and waiting and waiting yeah. for when's something going to happen and I know that this experience is something that if you're part if you were part of the hype and you were part in the cinema and you saw it in that first experience now looking at it from that I can understand maybe for someone why it wouldn't be yeah. overrated because you were part of that original like I saw that in the thing like like any kind of big hyped up event like I don't know like when you see like Avengers Endgame and we yeah. there and people were like cheering at parts and literally like oh my god and you get into that big hype yeah. build up of it so I understand completely that part but I just just remember the fact that I was an 8 year old and no I was never hugely scared by films but I still should have been kind of freaked out but I literally was like remember it getting to the end and be like what what the fuck <laughs> what did we just watch like like that like obviously because there's not a lot to it it is a very simple kind of low budget and I've said before about how amazing I think they did with the promotional work for this film because they made it obviously like a real uh, well people thought it was real people thought it was real footage yeah that is totally what carried it 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 carried it all the way but I do believe now that this is one that I don't think if you go back and revisit it now it's not it's not really I feel I feel it's over overrated because it will be put on a lot of classic lists. But unlike a lot of classics that I see, if you go back and look at this, it is a film that was very much of its specifically, like a very yeah. short period of time. And I don't mean like it was of that decade. I mean it was of that like year. It was I, of that time yeah, only. I have to agree. And it's such a small frame that I don't think you can put it into that box of like, it's, you know, oh, that's the style at the time. Yes, it did start a bit of a trend, but this one, I just feel there is such a lacking to what actually happens in the film that if you're drawn into the promotional, this really happened, oh my God, yeah. then that would be amazing. And I'm sure for anyone who saw that and was in that first hype train, they're like, but that was fantastic. But I think that's it's very much seen with like those kind of beer goggles, kind of hype goggles or yeah. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Rose-tinted glasses, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think if you now watch it now, I mean, even compared to other ones, it's just... It's really just such a lacking film. Yeah, <laughs> There's I... just so little to it. And I get the art and I get the idea. And I, I applaud for what they managed to pull off. Yeah. But it's kind of like they pulled off the greatest like heist <laughs> of making people like really believe that this was... It's almost like making a film. And again, it's, it's not so much that it's a bad film. It, it's just if you watch it now, and I feel like anyone knew who would come to that film, it's just bland. It's, there's, not, there's not much I can say about it. There's no... 
necessarily like amazing film making that I really felt happened there. Yeah. I do think it was very obviously low budget anyway, and I, so I get that. But yeah, I, I just don't think there was anything naturally like amazing. I just think it was one of the first out the gate to do it, which great. But then I think there've been far superior found footage films. Yeah. Um, and I don't even really like found footage. I no. don't think it was a very good genre anyway. Um, so it also started a bad trend anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> I do just think there's just a bit too much. I don't you, there's anything you're thinking on that. Well, that actually really links on to my first one. So I'm going to piggyback on yours. Go on, piggyback a lot. Um, because my first one is actually Paranormal Activity from 2009 so we haven't planned this because it actually <laughs> syncs really well because I, I actually was going to mention that I'm not yeah I'm not a massive fan of found footage um, I, I've, I've seen some found footage films that I thought have been really good I'll yeah. be honest you know um, I know like Wreck's a good film we, I think that was our must see horror the first one that we covered um, there's stuff like One Cut of the Dead um, and I have there's other found footage films like you know you you see films and then you just kind of like forget about them. Les, Rise of Leslie Vernon. There's some there, yeah, are, there some are some good. Yeah, there were but in all genres wasn't yeah, it? It wasn't course. just horror. There was Chronicle for like superhero ones. There was um, there was a bunch of ones about like party ones and all that. Yeah, kind of. they took it into all realms. There was even kids films that you started to use it all. Um, yeah. So it's not a genre I'm massive on, but there are gems in there. Um, and the one thing that I I thought about the Blair Witch, right, is I don't think that the Blair Witch is particularly, like you said, it's, I don't think it's a particularly great film. I think it was lightning in a bottle. It was the moment. It was, I think th- this is real. The, you know, they've got yeah. the missing posters. Also, pre, you know, 98, 99, 2000s, None of us really went on the internet very much, so it wasn't like, oh, this no, film, yeah. this is it. It was kind of like, this is actually It was real. pure promotion. It was pure promotion. And the promotional posters, as I've mentioned before, they looked like wanted. They were like, like wanted posters. Not wanted missing posters, posters, missing posters. So you, when you saw those all over the place, you know, you were just like, you don't always glance at them properly. Yeah. I think it did have studio names or whatever on it, but it was still like... It was fair. Oh, it looked like... Yeah. You didn't look, so you're like, oh my God, I've heard about this, I've seen this, and everyone was thinking that. So that's because they put them all over the America. Yeah, and it was and then it started to spread yeah. on like the news and stuff about this film, which people are confusing for this or think are real. And yeah, yeah, and it also had that thing of like it was very word of mouth. Like, oh, my brother's friends watched this film, and it's awesome. It's based on a real thing. It actually yeah. happened. And know? and again, it, a lot of people and a lot of people truly believed it. Was yeah, the thing. Of it was purely on that. It is one of I, the, this is the thing. I I do think this is a case of it's. If I was to say some of the greatest marketing, if we did an episode yeah. about the greatest promotion on marketing, like this would be up there with selling Drew Barrymore and Scream. Yeah. You know what I mean? This would be up there with literally tricking the audience into thinking something like it was completely not. Like this is one of the greatest marketing in any cinema yeah. history. But sadly, the film doesn't the film live up great. to that hype. But there are some moments that I like. Like I kind of, I like the whole story of the Blair Witch. Mm. I kind of like the ending. I think it's cool, and then the ending has a yeah. That, that for me, the ending is the uh, like it's it almost feels like the only major thing, yeah, horrific thing that kind of happens in the film. The rest of it is just a lot of shaky cam, crying yeah. on camera, and then and not that and I, it's not that that doesn't work. I like I 
I, I do totally get the kind of like the idea of it and I like the, the mythology of the Blair Witch which isn't like hugely it's not really delved into no, much but at all in it but it retrospectively like becomes a bit more interesting with um, with the the newer one that, that was done and the second one yeah. there's kind of a bit more and there's some interesting online theories like that this like you know they get teleported to different places there's a, there's even a theory that like the whole story of the Blair Witch isn't real, and that the two guys in it just killed the woman, and it's the whole thing's a setup so they yeah. can kill her. So there's some kind of cool stories about it. Whereas that's cool, yeah. It, it's works. one of those yeah. like it's one of those that but that's that's cool stuff around it that's come from it. Mm. But a lot of that stuff's more interesting again yeah, than, than the, the actual film itself. <laughs> However, paranormal activity. Yes. Um, this is this is a this is a, this is one that I I thought about and then went for me because I have mentioned before about paranormal activity oh, being one yeah. that I'll go swinging for. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, I'm I'm going to avoid the ones that like seem like I'm obviously just out yeah. of this franchise from me because I've said several times I'm not a big fan of supernatural ones. Well, I always end, I ended up getting dragged to every paranormal activity somehow, um, and. There was just like some friends who wanted to go and see it, and I was like, "Well, I want to go see a film with my friends. Yeah. We we'll go see Paranormal Activity. I don't want to see it. Well, we'll go see it." And I think <laughs> I saw like the first four or five, um, but the first one was—I genuinely felt it was so mind-numbingly boring <laughs> that I remember watching it, and it takes its whole time. It tries to do this whole kind of slow build realism thing which yeah. doesn't it just doesn't land it doesn't come off well i think i've told this story on the uh on the podcast before but i was watching it and this was before i wore glasses and i i couldn't see what happened the main scene where the the, the woman gets possessed and her boyfriend goes out to try and you know see what's going on and then his body flies at the camera and she comes up and she's all demonic um I thought the it was a tennis ball. Yeah, the end of the <laughs> film. I thought it was a tennis ball getting thrown at the camera, so I was like, "Oh shit!" And then, I, and then actually, it wasn't. I had to like go back and rewind it because I think I watched this one not in cinema on DVD. I had yeah. to rewind it and sit closer, and then I saw that it was a boy body. It's a body, and I was like, "Okay." And yeah, there was just you know, it was clear baiting for a sequel. Um, and the weirdest thing is that it went on it was on a $15,000 budget it went on to make 195 million and yeah. it has an 83% uh fresh on rotten tomatoes i don't get how there's like no tension there's nothing this is this is it's an odd, it's a, this is an odd one for me that i literally avoided this franchise completely so i would see it i'd see part i'd see parts of yeah. it yeah but I just was like, I just don't want to watch it. I just don't think that looks good. It looks crap. Yeah. And everything I'd seen of it, I was like, this is, this is for me the lowest common denominator of what I think makes good horror. This is uh, banging noises yeah. to make people scared. This is basically turn up the volume and just make it really loud so yeah. that that's scary, which, yeah, fair enough to some people, that might be scary, so that's fine. But for me, I'm like, but that's the excuse instead of actually coming up with a compelling character or story or anything yeah. like that. And, um, I, but I finally watched the first one. Yeah. Um, one about a year or so ago, I think Late it was on, it was on TV. <laughs> so I watched it then and I was kind of just lying there watching it. And, um, 
I don't know why this goes against you. The first one actually kind of gripped me. Oh, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I, I am not saying that I don't think these are over. And, and as a franchise, I believe these are hugely, but I also can't speak too much of it. That's why I didn't, because I've only seen the first one. Yeah. So, I can't talk about any more of it. So, therefore, I, I feel a bit hypocritical to be like, yeah, they're all shit. This one sucks. That one's a... Um, I, I think it it might have just been purely because it just like caught me like I was just like there like I'm finally going to watch it I was like maybe it's just because I had such low expectations maybe I expected to completely hate it and I was like it wasn't as terrible as I thought it forted well, as you thought it was, it was. <laughs> but that still wasn't good English um, but um, I think at the, at the same time I, I was sat there just like oh yeah like I, I'm just kind of interested in like how they've shot the next scene or things like that like what happens next but at the same time, it still doesn't mean that I think it's a great film. I just yeah. I just thought it was like a little bit more interesting than that. It piqued my interest slightly more yeah. than I expected it to. Um, and as I knew that they continued to get worse or get more or they got more money and just started to go into different places or try and make them all bigger, I was just like, um, yeah, that just still sounds like it's lowest common denominator horror to me. Oh, yeah. It's it's get teens into horror kind of thing. Like It I, was very much that, you know like introduction to horror maybe i'd be like okay yeah you're 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 too like scaredy now you like you need to get do paranormal activity or you need to do some low level kind yeah. of horror you need to do a couple of the remakes that are not so as bad as the originals or you need to do you know i mean you've got that we've done introduction before yeah some episodes some time ago don't know when <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we've done these episodes and um yeah that kind of I don't know. There's just something about it. the Saw films, to be honest, I would kind of, once it got to the sequel, I'd put into that same category of basically, and, and this is the era for me of horror, where it's like a lot of people, a lot of people point to paranormal activity and Saw as like, yeah, but they, they kept the horror genre alive. They, they, they boosted money into it when there was no money like left in it by the end yeah. of the early 2000s. And I'm like, well, did they? Because I feel like they were literally, until we started really taking our characters seriously and actually coming up with story first before the horror kind of thing yeah. that we kind of have now in our kind of proper like renaissance of horror yeah. I'd say this was the driving force that almost drove horror into the ground of people going yeah they're just shitty uh, they're just shitty like gore based horror or just bump in a night kind of yeah. thing and that's all you get from horror and that was all we got from horror for about a good felt like 10 years I'm not saying there's not some gems in there but oh, there's yeah. a good 10 year period where it felt like half the time in the cinema the only big releases were saw paranormal activity back to back yeah pretty, <laughs> i mean i yeah it pretty much feels like that you know although you get the you get the very like occasional uh reboots but before we had like recalls and all of that so you just get like a the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, which I'm a fan of. <laughs> uh, but then you get just like random films like that, but it yeah. was always dominated by Saw, Paranormal Activity. Even, I mean, yeah, probably... Or just like that, just remakes. Yeah, remakes. But not good remakes. Most yeah. of them not good. Some of them, Some yeah, of them like, you know, there's a few good old gems in there, but uh, again, but most of the time, that's all we were getting. We were just getting what felt like recycled stuff from horror films yeah and they each time they were making less and less money and they were driving themselves out of business you know and then it took something bigger like literally thinking a little bit bigger to get us out of that if, yeah because it really felt like we had the you, you had like the platinum dunes era yeah where all of the remakes were everywhere i mean obviously you are you you're gonna have some 
some other great horror movies that are released but we're, if we're looking at box office and stuff like that mm. it was very much that the 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 kind of torture porn boom where you had obviously saw hostel and then stuff like um uh, paradise lost and those kind of like gross films where it's all about making grossing people out basically yeah and torture or that you had so many found footage like there was one <laughs> film i can't remember for the life of me what it was called but I remember and I remember there was a massive outroar of it. I think it might, it might be called like the devil in me or something. Yeah, yeah. Massive devil outroar inside me. Inside me, yeah. Because it's yeah, like this found footage sexual. film. <laughs> yeah, it's too sexual. <laughs> Rose means baby. Uh, I, no, I remember this one because I remember you. Um, <laughs> you went to the cinema I to did. see it, and then you told me about the ending. Yeah. And then I said, like, I think I said, like, well, I didn't want to see it because it, it just didn't look it was your favorite at film. all. But literally, you told me about it, and I said, that sounds like, I remember literally being like, that sounds like the, that sounds like the most insulting fucking ending ever. It like, was. send you to a website. Yeah, it was like, this car crash, if you want to see more, go to this website. It's like, what do you, what do you fucking mean? I'm going to sit in the cinema, in the and cinema, that comes up on the screen. Before, before, and it's not like now, where you have, like, a phone where you can just like briefly jot something down. It was, yeah. I remember this being like, bef- maybe like the iPhone 3 or 4 was out. Not many people had iPhones. <laughs> so you'd have to be like, ah, I have to remember this web browser and fucking go on. It was insulting, man. Yeah, no, I mean, for that way, in that, in that one respect, <laughs> that's that, that, you know, that is stupid because it's literally like, so what are you trying to tell me to do right now? Either you're trying to tell me to take pictures of the film, which is illegal yeah. to do that. Or you want me to write it down right now, but you know I might not have access because to be access because half of the uh, cinemas, to be fair, normally don't have great signals no. there anyway. But it's also like you want me to do that, but then the other and other part is like instead of coming up with an ending, you just decided to send me to something <laughs> else <laughs> to a website. It literally like that's the most ridiculous shit ever. It's like fucking. It's like Scorsese making Goodfellas and then going like, if you want to read the rest, go read the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go read the book. I'm not going to tell you the yeah. ending of the story. Here's the book. Go buy it in the shops yeah. right now. Like that is. It just ends with so a link. Cheap. Yeah. A link to the Amazon page. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to read this book now. Yeah. yeah, it was awful, man. But that whole that whole era, dog shit, and kicked off by dog shit 90 minutes whatever it was of people in a house you see I always thought that chair you liked Sparrow and all that no. because you'd been to see so many of them because no. I remember you going to see them and, me, and I remember I'm pretty sure you invited me to one before I was like oh, no. no I had to go because my friends wanted to go at the time I was like I don't want to watch that but that was it the is, rule, it, is the, it is really that people that didn't like horror would like paranormal activity yeah, but like people that would be like, I don't really like those kind of horror. Movies. Like, what do you like? Paranormal activity, and that was pretty much about it. It was like, like our, fr- our friend Blaze used to hate, but the only one he would like, he'd, he'd access, he'd watch Paranormal Activity. Yeah, before he would watch other hot, before we introduced him to better horror. Yeah, like he used to. That would be about the era that he'd watch. He'd pretty much watch Paranormal Activity. That was the only horror he'd like to watch because yeah. he said that wasn't as bad. But that's bad for someone who says they were terrified by horror to then be like Paranormal Activity. But then these people said that they were terrified. It's like. Yeah, but are they? Because you said that you're terrified of horror, and if you'd seen proper horror, I feel like you'd yeah. be much more fucked up. There's much more terrifying yeah. experiences than just a chi- like a a woman leaving a room 
and then the chair moving. You know, like yeah, you know, and, and, like these are like we met, like we met, I mentioned you the, were great uh, host, player, host, yeah. That host was using a similar kind of idea, but at least and it also didn't overstay its welcome. But yeah. it also it also just stuck to a short time, but it had a story to tell, and that's it. But none of these paranormal activity ones that I've seen or read about or from what I can see, seem to have much of a story at all no. to them. So, yeah. But that's mine. I, 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 yeah, I, well, I completely agree with that one. That's overrated and the fact that that made so much money while I bet there were a shit ton of great horror films that made fuck all. Yeah, probably, man. <laughs> In that same time frame. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, right. My next one. Um, so, my next one is a slightly newer franchise. Okay. Um, one that this one actually, this one for some people will cause a right fucking shit stir because people seem right now to be so hyped up about these films. Okay. And it's Terrifier. Okay. I don't. Have you seen even? I've seen. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Let him cook. So. <laughs> so we come so again, this is not me. I'm not. I'm not saying that these are are bad films, but I do think that there's a lot that I felt left to be desired about these films in yeah. terms of how it played out. Now I know that again, these are these are small budgeted films, and you know, all all written and direct, you know, by the same guy, and also yeah. he does a lot of the prosthetic, the prosthetics, practical effects, and all that kind of stuff. Um, is it Damien Leone? Damien Leone, yes, Damien yeah, Leone, Damien Terrifier, Leone. yeah. Um, and you know, it's not that I don't see a like well done for the pra- you know the practical effects that you've done. Yeah. That's very effective. Um, but when I've watched both, and I can't really boil it down to this, is is between the both for me, like first one and and the second one. The second one expands on it more, and I'm not going to spoil it. For yeah, you I do want to watch it <laughs> uh, because it's got a lot a lot of parts to it, but. It's quite an odd approach, obviously, that it takes. It's got some weird twists and turns in the first one as well, in the first yeah. like, kind of weird twists and turns. But I don't know. There was There's something about it from, from the first to the second that kind of left me feeling a bit cold and a bit kind of, I don't know, it felt a bit dead inside at times. Like It's not that it's not scary, but I didn't find the acting that great, to be honest. But I think... But for a budget. Forgivables, yeah. Forgivable for the budget. For the budget. And I found the practical effects, you know, well done for it. And I get I get the idea with Art the Clown and kind of things yeah. like that. Um, but I just find there was such a hype where people talk about this film like it is such a great film. Like like a master of horror kind of film. Yeah. The level of hype that this film and the second one have got. And to be honest, when I, when I whittled it down to me, it, it feels mainly it's about that kind of the gore yeah and it's about that level of gore but i mean the first one's pretty bad the second one not ruining everything takes it to a level of sickening gore. yeah like literally like extended periods where you're basically just watching him torture someone who doesn't yeah. deserve it to a level of which i think the, the director said is like inspired by like jack the ripper's level of like torture that he yeah. put upon certain people and things like that um, which is fine. Which is, w- was fine, but it not only did I feel that it, uh, some of these scenes kind of overstay their welcome, and although they are practically there, I just I still didn't feel like the story and the script and actually how the story plays out actually lives up. I feel like the gore lives up to it, but I don't think a lot of the other stuff do. I don't actually think that they're. 
I don't feel that they're actually well directed. I will feel like the hot the gore is well done. Yeah, I don't well feel like they're that. well directed. Like they, I, did, I don't think they they look that nice. I don't think the shots were that amazing. Um, I think Art the Clown is a, you know a, a creepy creation. Yeah, and the the stuff that he goes on to do, some of it is you know like quite gross and sickening and purely due to the great practical effects. Um, but what I've seen from the first and the second, to be honest, and, you know, uh, they have a slight fantasy element yeah. to them at times and things like that. But um, I, I just I just don't see the level of the hype that I get to Because we get, you know, if you've got anything like a horror podcast, you see the constant flow of it coming through. And I constantly see this film go on and on and on about the reviews were quite like going but I will be interested to see for the third one which has been given a far exceeded budget yeah and now been taken on more studio based kind of given <clears throat> I will be interested in what that looks like now that it's kind of a bit more money in it and then whether people are still yeah. when they can't go back to the uh, yeah but it's a low budget yeah but will it still live up to the or will they start picking apart oh yeah but the story's not actually that strong or yeah if we're going to stick with same actors like the actors aren't really that i mean the girl in the second one to be fair does exceed most of them i heard she was good she's good but a lot of the other cast members are not still not that great like still not very strong acting wise um and i just i just didn't think that the story and everything just felt like it was purposely just trying to offend which is fine if you know that's what that is probably what he's going for just everything to be offensive um but yeah i just i it's a personal preference that although i can watch them and i will watch the third one and i don't i don't think they're bad films i don't think they're great horrors like people are saying to i do think a lot of people are or basically the the torture porn yeah, I feel with these films, and I find I mean I watched I've watched the first Terrifier and I I enjoyed it. Um, like you, I thought the gore was brilliantly done. I thought the the characters were okay. I thought in terms of how it looked and how it was shot, it was okay. It did have that kind of very B level, quite amateurish way, which some people do see as a charm. Yeah, um, so I can get that. I just find it. Um, maybe it's because I'm I'm getting to that age now, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm and it's not that it's it's gore that I'm against or that because I fucking love gore in a film, especially when it's well done. Yeah. Um, and you know, in turn, and slasher films as well. If anything, one of the films on my uh, list suffers from not having enough gore. <laughs> it's when some. It's when things become torture specifically. It's yeah. when it it can cross the line between uh, being kind of scary and kind of terrifying to just feeling like mean spirited, you know, like yeah. but the imp- the implication of danger, Dennis Reynolds, um, and the implication <laughs> of torture and be and seeing somebody in that situation can be very like anxiety provoking and, and scary, but it's if you're watching like. 10 15 minutes of somebody being brutally tortured it gets it kind of gets to the point where you are like okay like i've seen this like you you're know, numb to it oh you get bit. numb to it and then it, it feels a little bit mean-spirited especially yeah. i mean if it, it kind of goes for the for the throwback of like old style slasher films and in old style slasher films yeah 
sometimes the the young kids who were getting killed were dickheads. <laughs> you know, they're a bit of an asshole. Yeah. But the deaths, they they you could get brutal deaths, but they weren't always dragged out. No. Whereas sometimes once you're watching innocent people getting tortured you're kind of like this feels a bit mean-spirited yeah. and it's kind of a bit too much there's definitely and it definitely for me pointing more towards the second to be honest than the first the first was a low budget but for what it was it was what it yeah. was um for me it's more the, the hype around how great people say the second one is when to be honest it leans into it leans into fantasy and sometimes it feels like the fantasy is there to hide the fact that it's got the word you just said mean spirited is pretty much spot on like it felt cruel it felt that they were using this cruel kind of part to be like oh like look how far we'll go with this horror yeah. um and, and, and to be honest that's what it, it felt like a fan fiction of horror to me yeah it feels a bit like it's like someone who's not like the greatest writer it's like re- writing some of those horror books you see on Amazon which are like people that have independently done themselves great for you well done but if you've ever like had a little peek at any of those kind of books you're like this just doesn't read well this reads like someone who's trying to do something and I think the great great horror filmmakers actually understand that there is actually there is a line yeah and I do think when you start pushing over that line like like this like Terrifier 2 I would say some of the scenes in this I literally wouldn't like it's to such a cruel level that someone who actually has those cruel sensibilities inside of them, like, this is a film that I can literally see, like, yeah, I believe that if that inspired someone else to do something that's sick, like, if that makes them interested, I can believe that this would inspire someone else to do it. Yeah. Because it's pushed to such a level that, you know, when you've got someone who, like, the, the tipped her around, but someone who literally surgically is taking part by part while the person is still alive for about... 10 minutes yeah. of just seeing that not only is it the, the numbness and the mean spirit and stuff like that but you're just like this is actual proper sick this is like this is like I know it's practical effects but this is literally like the only line past this is to literally watch someone being murdered <laughs> it's like there's nowhere else to go with it kind of thing yeah. and I don't know but for me not only is it overhyped because I, I, to me it still feels like a fantasy fan fiction of a horror film like it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't quite melt the like second it, one yeah. um, and that's one part not that I don't think you should see it I think you should see it just like that but I think for some people it will scar them um, yeah. <laughs> but I think that that part's that and as I said the practical effects are great but I just I just don't think I feel I still feel like it's torture porn getting away with trying to act like it's got more than it actually got. <laughs> yeah. And people fair. treat it like it's a, a masterpiece of horror when it, you know, and I'm not saying the critics review, they were, they were okay with it, but I do think that, I do think that the fact that they're saying it was made on such a small budget saying like a lot of the reviews, when you read them say like, it's amazing what he did with this. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like with certain films and, you know, even back to say Blair Witch, I just talked about, sometimes that hides the fact that, yeah, but if it wasn't that, would you still be calling it a great film? Yes, yeah, tricky. Or would you it? say that you'd pro? Or would you be putting this in the category of most of the reviewers now going, "Well, this is just more torture porn." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And and that's kind of the balance. And it, I, I just I think although there are lots of the whole film is mainly just about gruesome, mean spirited killing kind of thing yeah. to characters, and it mainly targets the characters that you don't want to die or don't feel have any. De- need or deserving to die yeah so which even makes it feel even more like 
worse for you yeah. that you're following it. Um, so yeah, all of those things came together, and I just there's just a little bit of that. I don't know. There's just something that makes me a bit like. Like I kind of don't like the fact that people kind of praise it as much as they do because I do feel like it has it has many good elements, but there is a real focus on that kind of cruelness that comes and pushing the line. Yeah, and I don't really like with horror where they think that they can make new great horror because they're just pushing the gore further. Well, the the gore things have been pushed so far now, you know, and. People, I this people literally, I got about that. This is this feels like to me. I was watching it going, yeah. This is pretty much the peak of where you could go with this. Yeah. In terms of like, in terms of gore and yeah. like how to make it feel like that, it feels like the peak of where you can go. And I'm sure in the third one he'll try to push it. Yeah, probably, of course he will. It'll be a one hour of the film is just watching someone slowly decapitate, like piece by piece, like <laughs> yeah, apart. De- like like Colin Salmon in Resident Evil. Just but instead of being really quick, it's just slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Colin Salmon, but not just just playing himself. <laughs> Some reason getting tortured. Just getting skin piece hours. by piece. Skin Salmon, you know. <laughs> that's the ta- that's that's the subtitle. Terrifying that's what, that's the, that, Skin Salmon. That's the uh, tins that they sell afterwards. Okay? Yeah. Skin Salmon. Skin is... <laughs> Try this delicious skin salmon. <laughs> Ties in with soil and green. Um, <laughs> Well, my my second one is uh, it comes at night. Okay, I, I don't haven't know if you've seen, seen this it. one now. So, but you can go for it. <laughs> it was a uh, don't it, want you to tip. Down. It's from it was two thousand and seventeen. I tried to pick some films from different decades. Is this with um, Casey Affleck? No, Joel. Uh, oh, I thought this was Edgerton. Uh, I thought this was Edgerton. A different film. No, mix it up. Yeah, yeah Joel Edgerton. Okay. Um, well, effectively. It's it's another it's an A twenty four film, so you know it's probably gonna be very you know, decisive anyway. Uh, yeah. divisive, sorry. I know Terrifier is divisive in itself and maybe we'll cover it in a divisive films if we ever go back to that segment. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we we will cover Terrifier at some point. There is as I said, we're a podcast, so the fact that there's such a hype means that we must delve upon it. <laughs> we have to delve. We have to work we have to don our diving suits and do it. Um, well, it's it's kind of set in a in a world. I do remember this film. I yeah. do remember it got quite pr- pr- big praise. It got big from praise critics, anyway. from critics, and a lot of people I know who went to see it were like, "Oh, that was really good." Um, and it's set in this world that's kind of ravaged by this strange virus, um, and these two families kind of encounter each other, and they have to live together, and it's all about the mistrust that is there, and that you know people are the real monsters all along that kind of stuff yeah. um the problem is it's it's inspired quite heavily by two films the shining and night of the living dead you know both films set with people who are isolated in areas and it's kind of about the mistrust that's there in terms of the shining it doesn't capture any of that weirdness or that kind of slow descent into madness or anything like that. Mm. And with Night of the Living Dead, you have the you know the the external threat outside of the house with the zombies. In this, we hear that it's a deadly virus, but then you don't ever actually see anything from this. Okay. Um, <laughs> you see, you very briefly see a sick dog, and somebody <laughs> has a dream that implies about the virus but you never actually see anything to do with the virus it's one of these kind of slow burns that it's just in there but 
unlike Night of the Living Dead, where you have these people locked in a house and this tension bubbling up between them, they try and do that, but it just it just falls flat all of the way, mm. and it just feels like this absolute slog for a film. You know, um, for me, it's it, it's trying to you know be like this psychological mind trip, and we're supposed to question the characters and the motives and who's you know who can we really trust but it just doesn't come off a lot of the performances are just okay um it's it they try and do this thing where they want it to look quite frustrating from inside um and quite disorientating what the actual building looks like inside so you have weird shots but it doesn't make you think oh you know this is uh you know this is how is this house laid out you know where am i and try and throw you off it just makes it look weird and like it's shot really badly and and it's almost like somebody filmed it and then was like oh no let's get somebody else in and we have to do you know reshoots of this film in a different style (laughs) so it's all kind of i find that there's no consistency there and then it as with a lot of a24 films do it just kind of gets to an end and it tries to be nihilistic you know tries to be like you know people are the real monsters all along and yeah some kind of contemporary message that yeah a lot of them and we brought this up in the other horror takes a24 came up and yeah as you know and and for every you know certain ones that they do do that you know for every um bodies 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 or x or something like that you know that we've now started to get some of them there is a lot of A24 films out there that, to be fair, a lot of people have completely forgot even existed. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were this kind of pushing this kind of, we're doing horror, but we're doing it as the drama with a contemporary kind of message. And some people absolutely eat them up and love them. And, you know, that you know that's your choice. But majority of the ones that I have seen of those kind of ones, I just found... I one didn't really feel like a horror film yeah it, it felt like it was so lacking like no it's like it's like it's like going to a restaurant and and you're ordering a cheeseburger and then they say what we do here is deconstructed yeah. cheeseburger so you've got like you've got like uh, beef foam yeah <laughs> and you've got like lettuce that's made out of like candied uh, candied lettuce or something yeah. like that you've got you've got two uh, burgers that are made out of like uh, pre-war like low wheat and stuff like that like you've got wheat spread around your thing and then you're like so I wanted a cheeseburger yeah and you've given me like a plate with like crumbs plate some of foam and some sugary candy shit and you're saying it's a burger yeah like that's not a fucking burger it don't work yeah <laughs> so it's not a burger I, I want a burger I don't want whatever the fuck I this want to is make my it thing. myself yeah <laughs> let me go back there I'll make you a goddamn burger uh, but yeah it that sometimes sometimes the worst parts of A24 sometimes they do really well and sometimes it feels like they're trying so hard to be different or letting filmmakers make the film and it's like this is my vision it's like oh that's amazing you make that vision and it's like it's just I just feel like it, it, it feels like someone who's really thinks sometimes certain ones of them do sometimes come across like it's like someone who thinks they're they're really reinventing something and being really clever about it, or they're rewriting something, or they rewrite a story that's been done a million times. And yeah, like, I found a new approach to it, and I always just find that it's like you're trying to act like you're better than the horror. Yeah, you're trying to act like you are above it. Like 
I'm above it, so I can raise horror. I can, you know, I can rail that crap about raising it to another yeah. level. And it's like, or well, no, elevating, it. elevating. Sorry, the elevating horror, and you will just get a bit like, yeah, but no, because this is horror. Because this is what the the mainstream and the horror fans love. These kind of horror, and you're trying to be up here, and people like say they love them, and then it's like, yeah, but do you actually like horror films, or do you like? dramas <laughs> yeah or do you like psychological thrillers or things like that which again thrillers and horror is not that different but when it removes almost any element of like actual terrifying we've talked about the lines between yeah. what's the line between it being pretty much more of just about the psychological but in terms of like it's it's following a twist and turns but at what point do we start saying actually although they are very close what point is it not actually a horror film anymore if it's removing any any blood, any gore is one way, but any kind of actual like jump or fear yeah. or tension, if those things go away, then to me it's like, well, it, it's not a horror film no. anymore. Well, two interesting things. One um, is Disney Plus don't actually have a category for horror. They only have a category for thriller and all of the horror films are under <clears> that. <throat> maybe as like you're saying, there's this, there's this idea that and maybe it's because of stuff like Paranormal Activity and Saw. Is that, like, oh, horror, now nah, we stay away from that. Like, we don't yeah. make horror, we make psychological thrillers, you know? Mm. Like, they're two different things. No, you're not. You're, you're, they're, they're the same films. They're the same genre, man, yeah. you know? If they're messing with people mentally, uh, that that's scary. So it's horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they're doing things two people's bodies or massacring them then yeah that's it's horror. horror it's horror as well there's different types <laughs> if it's a two hour film where you say where you say that something terrible is coming and then nothing ever comes yeah and then nothing ever really happens but two characters talked the whole time like something was going to come then I'm starting to question if it's horror <laughs> yeah <laughs> because and, it's just and talking about it instead of actually showing it <laughs> yeah and there's I mean talking more specifically about it comes at night as it tries to come off as this message of like oh you know the world is this dark place now people are the real monsters and it's like well we've had that that message was in night of the living dead yeah. you know and it's been in pretty much every zombie film since and we've had especially around this time we've had post-apocalyptic films that have been extremely grey and depressive, that is a part of the core theme, right? Yeah. Is mistrust and oh, what people part do. Part of the main, most majority of zombie films in general, the main theme is that quite often you should fear the dead, but the real people to fear are humanity. Yeah, and if you look at something like The Road, you know, mm. is a perfect example of mm. a, dep <coughs> a depressive post-apocalyptic world where I if it was like you could either be in the road or you can be dead I'm like <laughs> I, I'm being dead man yeah. I'm being in that but it's done amazingly it's done so well yeah and I almost feel like this film tries to do that you know it tries to be like look at us We're, we've got this message that we've come up with you know this is and it's just it's trying to stand on the shoulder of giants and failing miserably as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and it also has I remember the trailer for this looking quite good, to be honest. That's why I went to see it, because I was like, the trailer looks good. You've got all of these creepy shots of like the woods implying there's something out there. 
and we do we get that in the actual film we get these moments where you kind of you know you are you're led to think that there is something out in the woods but it and those that's the the time where the film actually is like oh man we might we're picking up speed we might get something whether we're gonna go you know we're gonna see some kind of zombie or whether there's gonna you know there's going to be some kind of implication that there is danger out there or there's going to be you know the stakes are going to start to build and we're going to start to get all of this stuff now it just doesn't happen you're just like you then go back to an absolute slog where you have characters who just do things and it's like somebody slips up so obviously oh i'm an, i don't trust them anymore and it just repeats this cycle of being like a shot of like the woods like lingering and the first time you're like oh shit something's coming out or something's gonna happen and then it's like the next day they have an argument about something <laughs> a lingering shot of the woods at night <laughs> and then it's like you can't just repeat this and then it gets to the end and you're kind of like i genuinely remember being like why did i even watch this film like, <laughs> and then like a year later people were like talking about this film it comes at night and they were like oh it's really good it's an amazing film go and watch it and i was like ah oh, it doesn't ring any bells and then i i looked at the poster and i was like oh there, no there is a line that i do sometimes think about and i've sometimes found myself on the other side of this as well where oh, I, of course i do well, it's um, taste like we said you know it's it's taste but i also think i also think it's it's knowledge and awareness of the genre yeah, I I do think sometimes these come down to I I do sometimes find people that will point out these films to me and I'd be like yeah but you you don't actually you haven't really actually delved that much into horror films yeah you don't really know horror films that well so to you that might seem amazing but to anyone else this is about thirty years behind on yeah. on on this you know on this kind of point that it seems to be trying to make. Um, or, or it could be a case of people are, are looking at us, you know, listen to us right now Maybe. and going, you just don't like, oh, I, it just sounds like you just don't like slow horror films like Blair Witch or Paranormal, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like you just don't like slow burn horror. And, I do and that's slow not the good, like, I, I love a good, like, so, like uh, more recent one, It Follows, really like that. And that's yeah. not, that's a slow burner. Talked the other week about the others. That's not fast yeah, enough. That's a slow um, Or Wicker going back Man. to yeah, Wicker we Man, Nosferatu. We've done that one, and yeah. I, you know, I enjoyed all of these films. But the difference was one because they had something specifically to say within the horror genre. Yeah. And the other thing that they all had going for them is they had a consistent story, and it seemed well developed and thought out, and didn't rely on just random shots, which yeah. is what say Blair Witch. Or paranormal, and I can't speak for the other one because I haven't seen no. it. But <laughs> random, you know, just random shots that they think have meaning yeah. when they don't. And, and it's my biggest like pet peeve in a lot of horror films is ones when they just have these random long outstaying their welcome shots, and they're like, oh, but if you read into it, it means that it means this and that and that. And it's like, well, if it meant that, then you would have been able to show it me in a way that I believed that. Yeah. But you didn't. You just showed me a long shot and think. Go looking down a creepy hallway for far, like for like overextended minute and a half yeah. is that's creepy. No, that's no, that's not that. I I I could make that shot at home. Yes, yeah, I could do that. And you know what? 
I could then sell it to you and I could say, oh, but it shows the darkness inside their character or how deep and dark yeah. humanity have become. <laughs> it's like, no, it's a shot of a dark hallway. <laughs> yeah. Which is creepy because, yes, darkness is creepy. But again, is that revolutionary? No. Again, <laughs> yeah. Nosferatu did a very similar shot all yeah. the way back a hundred years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not anything new. So I do sometimes think there are there are certain people I'll be like, fair enough. I will listen to your opinion because I know how well you yeah. know the genre or you know film or you understand it. There's a lot of people out there who will point things to me and say, you just didn't get it. It's like... You've literally only seen films that were made in the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so to you, that might say it seem amazing. You know, the, the certain twists that come up all the time in films, and you're like, mm, yeah, mm, well, it's already been done by about ten other films. Yeah, I mean, I've got another film, uh, kind of on that, which is. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let you do it. I'll let you say does, your does, one. Does the link it, occur, if yours links, no, like, mine doesn't link to this, so you can go ahead and then I'll do mine if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, this isn't on my list. This is just a film that I feel oh, it, it is exactly kind of what you said. Um, and it's a shame because this, you know, this director is incredible. He's, he's one of the goats. And it's Shutter Island, you know? Oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese We're, and Leo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. the yeah, other guy. I've seen that one as well. I, yeah, that one, that one did feel a, still like beautifully shot and things like Be- that. But yeah, it's, beautifully um, shot. You but... know, and the actors are doing the best they can. But um, but it was but... so like like obvious, you know. It was and it was one of the. It was like it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's like a you know, it's a perfectly enjoyable yeah. film. But if you said like this film is made by Martin Scorsese, I'd be like, no, it's not. This is made by, like, not quite Paul W.S. Anderson, but it's made by, like... Uh, yeah, there are some parts of it yeah. that are, like, obviously directing style, like, stronger than, you know, many of, like, the standard directors. But if you look at someone who chooses chose a story and they chose that story... It's a very strange film, you know? It is very, like... I get that some people might get more to it, but, yeah, I do get what you mean in terms of, like, the twist itself is, is just, like... Well, not only has this been done a lot, yeah. Like this twist is a very like standard kind of movie kind of plot, um, but yeah, I remember watching that and being like, it doesn't re- it didn't feel like they did much interest in them with it, and and they didn't really divert expectation that much. No. I think the only thing that diverted expectation is that you were thinking in your head Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio would come up with a better twist than this. Exactly. <laughs> Instead, of- that's the only thing I think would have held people back from being like he's the. He's mental, right? Yeah, he's... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the he's a nitwit, thing. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like, yeah. I don't know. That's just a little one that when we first kind of started talking about doing this episode, that's a first one that went to my head and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put that more in the thriller category. And I'm yeah. talking like the... The prop, that prop- one to me would push more thrill in my head. Not uh, you know, it doesn't try to have some like spooky, creepy kind of scenes. Yeah, that's the film I, it, I tell my mum to watch. You know, yeah. when <laughs> like it's, that when it's mainly about like someone who's investigating something, but it doesn't involve any kind of like gore or kind of major like they're being chased down or hunted down or something yeah. like, where you really feel tension for them. Then it normally just makes me think of just a cop investigation crime yeah. kind of thing, which I'd put in like. Like, yeah, <laughs> proper thriller, you know. But again, it does try to have some horror elements to it. But yeah, no, that's definitely not one of Scorsese's best. No. Um, but what, what, what is your what is your last one? Uh, my last one. Um, so something that I've I've only watched recently, and this is one 
And this is one that the uh, the goths and the emails out there are going to come for me for this one. Okay. So I've only watched it recently, um, so I'm not at all part of the nostalgia of this. I didn't watch it when I was like a younger kid. Can I have a couple of guesses? Go on. Um, the first film, and this this will be you getting a Stone Cold Stunner, Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, but no. Bram Stoker's Dracula is overrated. It's banging. It's, 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 a ba- it's, a ba- it's not a great film. <laughs> the shirt's coming off. It's I've banging. Said, I've, I said that you one did last say, time. I said that you on did the other one. Was on the horror and I said the same thing. The shirt's coming off. <laughs> I'm swinging. I uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So you've got wonders in there. I, well, yeah. it, I think I've it's... said it. Go and find horror hot takes last time. I'm pretty sure I talked about this. I said why that's uh, yeah, that it's overrated. Um, <laughs> um, the I have to allow you to have your opinion for the sake of civility. Um, the interview with a vampire. Maybe. No, it's not that one. Um, am I? Am I going? I haven't. I haven't revisited. I, I watched that when I was younger, and I haven't revisited. I've revisited a little bit of it, but I haven't revisited it properly. The I'm. Am I too? Am I too like nineties? You're in the right stuff. area. I'm in the right area. Okay. The the one the I, I can only think of no because the sequel to Interview of a Vampire was Queen of the Damned, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I never watched that. I no that crap. <laughs> um, it's maybe it's definitely not the classic Dracula 2000 uh, with, Jer- with Gerard Butler. That one, I don't forget anyone's called that overrated. <laughs> it was that overrated. I don't forget anyone's called that overrated. Oh, God. If anything, you're going too classy with it. I'm you're going too classic novel instead of going the other goffy emo, the more stylized. I, I'm the only other thing I can think of. I don't is know if um, I, I don't know if Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. <laughs> no, no, that is a classic no. emo from our era. Well, to be fair, the one thing from this film that I'm going to talk about, the only, the one thing that keeps sticking in my head, and literally since I watched it, has not been able to get out of my head, is the doors. When you're strange, do, 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 do. does that give you a hint? Or have you not? Maybe you've not seen the. Film. No, it doesn't ring any bells. The Lost Boys. I was actually <laughs> thinking of mentioning this as one of mine. <laughs> and the Lost Boys. I was thinking to mention this because next week we are covering a film that I think is much superior. I, I'll tell them. You can tell them because I was literally going to make this point in the actual thing and this is what cemented it actually watching this film. I'd only watched this other film for the first time last night and that is... Fright Night. Absolutely fast. Which is our next episode. Yeah. But... Fright Night is what I expected the Lost Boys to be. Okay. Like, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is the, 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 the full-on, yes, I expected a little bit cheesy and socky, but I expected it to be, you know, that. And and to me, um, so, yeah, the Lost Boys is, for some people, of a certain kind, is like a, is like a religion. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it you is. You know what I mean? It? The look, the style, uh, the music, the thing. Look, style... Music. The oily man who plays the saxophones banging. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. People love him. I know he plays every. What is it for? Love of horror. Yeah, he plays a he lot. He plays of like every year. I think he plays yeah. there. Um, I know people love that, and I get all those elements. And you know, Kiefer Sutherland always makes an interesting kind of villain to a certain point um, for me, and that's what I expected to see. And then I found in this that actually everything in this film, I felt was just style over substance. And I know some people love it probably because it's style over substance. Yeah. But I didn't find much depth to the story. I felt whenever it started to take an interesting turn, it either quickly turned away from it or characters just felt so underdeveloped that I didn't give two shits about them. Like, 
it like as I said, soundtrack literally looks like looks sounds looks great. Yeah, and I've I've just blanked on the director's name. Um, it I, it's not coming to me. So um, yeah, but uh, but the thing that Joel I, Schumacher. I Joel Schumacher, that's the one, Joel Schumacher. Um, the thing about Joel Schumacher is, do you know what other, like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, know what, I know what he did. major films he did? Yeah, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Yes, he did. Um, that's down. one thing that sticks out. However, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, yeah. Uh, Batman Forever, slightly better kind of film. Yeah. Batman and Robin, terrible film. But also amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of time. so it's, bad it's good. It's so bad it's good. And for me, uh, Lost Boys, sadly, I I was like at least hoping it might fall into at least that. I'd heard it was so good. So yeah. I was hoping maybe it'll fall more in it. But even if I don't enjoy it, at least it will probably be so cheesy and so bad it, it's good. And there were many cheesy, enjoyable things like the saxophone. Yeah. And, you know, and like the outfit, and like the kind of the, the gang and the clothes and all of that that hang out within that time. And I was like, yeah, that's all, all works well. But, you know, you've got Jason Patrick, who's kind of the older brother. And then you've got Corey Hain, who's the, the younger brother, yeah. who's wondering about what. And they've just moved to this new town. And you've got the mum. And... You know, Jason Patrick's character gets drawn in, you know, by a girl that then leads him to this vampire cult. Yeah. They all kind of hang out like a gang and stuff like that. And it it's not that I, I get it and it all feels very biker gang and it feels on the verge of, you know, on the verge yeah. of being a, a cooler, ver- like a kind of trying to be a badass version of like they're a gang like T-Birds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of, it's supposed to be based on like, uh, the Peter Pan story, isn't it? You know? Yeah, like the boys who never age. The boys who never age. The um, but never I just, um, I, I, I don't, and I, I got that. But you've got like Jason Patrick's character who starts to kind of get delved into it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, but like, as soon as he's kind of gone to it, he starts turning away from it. Yeah, and then I didn't really find much that interesting or likable about his character. Kiefer Sutherland's normally a terrifying villain. When he's in certain films, I've found him to be like, in Stand By Me, he's a fucking terrifying yeah, presence. Yeah. Um, and in this, there was something about the way he looks and the way he acts that just, for me, for, fell more into cheesy than scary as a vampire that he was. Um, and, and it just happened with a lot of them. I just felt like a lot of the characters were wasted. I felt like I didn't really get to know the other gang, gang members. There's like Alex Winters, Alex Winters in there. Is in it, yeah, yeah, and and again he. Another two lads. Um, I think he gets he rip at, uh, like, He gets ripped. He gets ripped about a third of the way through. Or half um, the way through. I think. Yeah, and it just I don't know why I just kept looking at all of these actors who are like really great. And Corey Haim has uh, Corey Feldman, obviously yeah. who made sequels of this Corey Feldman you know he's off the rails has been for a long time because he well if you all, of, all of those <laughs> kids at that all of those kids at that age and yeah, if, you, if you haven't checked out Corey Feldman's like music. YouTube music stuff <laughs> go and check it because I don't know whatever the fuck he's on he's trying to be Michael Jackson like it's Michael really Jackson's weird. still living inside it but he's still Corey Feldman <laughs> but I kind of yeah it's really weird but I kind like if you want if you have like five minutes you should watch the opening of one of his show. It, it just like lists everything that he's like ever done. It's insane. <laughs> but then I kind of feel really sorry for for him. Yeah, I both do. of the Corey. Cor- well, Corey, yeah, Corey. Obviously, he died. He, uh, he died about ten years ago. Yeah, I think. Um, but he 
they've both had terrible problems with drugs their whole life like and River Phoenix abused, who died yeah. when you younger it was it was a shit show back then of you know it was the Weinstein see, in, in their pr- peak back in then. the prime you were about yeah, to tell the fucking prime <laughs> so bad <laughs> They were in the. They were back in the day when they were in the prime. You know? Back <laughs> in the day, they were making nets. Yeah, in the peak. You mean to say? The peak I mean, in the, the peak and in the bad way. Not like. Yeah. Not like this is the best. This I, was be. the, I was in the prime. I, was in, of my I life. mean, like the worst of the worst kind of scumbag, yeah. like Harvey Weinstein, and you know, his, I, don't, I know his brother's not been arrested for the same, but you know, he's like, probably of course. <laughs> it's like anyone else who was around with Jimmy Savile and Rob Harris and like yeah. that. It's like, come on, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, um, but yeah, so you know, and. Joel Schumacher is a director who is very style over substance. To be honest. Yeah. He, he makes films that look interesting and he sort of knows how to put together a set and he sure knows yeah. how to put together like a film. The problem is he's never, from a lot of the different films that I've seen, even outside of, you know, Batman film, yeah. um, there's always just something that feels a bit hollow in his films, sadly for me. Yeah. Um, and I get why he's got so many films that have got cult status yeah and people stylize themselves after them or get tattoos after them yeah because there is a very appealing that part the 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 look of the films is not overrated he has a he has a flair for it you know yeah he's even given batman nipples yeah (laughs) it's like well i did no one would have thought of it but you went there and you know what you know (laughs) it's now cult classic you know what i mean um all of that thing you know i i I thank you joel schoenmacher because to be honest, the world would be a worse place without Batman and Robin. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> without Arnold. Arnold making those quotes and whatever he had to do gar- when he had to gargle, basically, like uh, he had to gargle acid in order to have a blue mouth that lit up. <laughs> but That's so good. It was I, worth it for what he did. I love that Mr. Freeze is such a tragic villain. And then he's just I like, know, Mr. Freeze dies. If you, if, you, yeah, if you read the comics or if you watch, there was the animated show used to do, what was it? Uh, Sub Zero is one of the animated ones they do. Yeah. And it's one of the most heartbreaking villain arcs of a story yeah. I've ever seen. I loved it as a kid. And then, so I was like, oh, they're doing that in Batman and Robin. As a kid, I was like, oh, that was so sad in that. I yeah. can't wait to see it in the film. And then here's Arnold taking one of the saddest things ever and turning it into a pun. Yeah. It's so Literally good, turning everything into a pun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, so, you know, <clears throat> stylistically, he certainly had a vision. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, there's just something that kind of left me a bit hollow that I expected, and this wasn't even one like some of the films, to be honest, sometimes I'm watching it and I'm half watching it, yeah. but I was actually watching and paying attention, because I had to watch, I did have to watch this twice. Yeah. I had to I had to stop and I had to go up, and I even went back further, because I was like, I don't quite remember, so I want to actually fully enjoy this. Um, and I don't know. I just kept even down to the twist that happens at the end, where it's her, where it's the mum's um, kind of boyfriend, new like, yeah. the town who is. But um, I think it, Edward Herman or something like that. He, he's well. He he was I think in the yeah. Munsters when he was young, but well known actor. Um, but he's only basically in like two scenes. So again, even that felt like uh, okay. So you're the leader yeah. of the thing, but I don't really. I don't really know you. All of this has gone by, and mainly what the only things yeah. I remember is what I feel like you want people to remember, which is they rode around on cool like bicycles, they flew around a bit, they hung off a bridge. Yeah. You know, they hung out like a cool gang. Uh, I just think for me, it's it might be, to be honest, it's that horror as in I wanted some actually kind of 
I wanted to balance it out with some terrifying vampire. I think them being like that would would have been awesome if I felt that they ever got terrifying, but I never felt that they did. Which is where I think not to get some of uh, next week's episode, which is where <laughs> I think Fright Night strikes a really good balance because yeah, not only is is Chris Sarandon's Jerry Danridge like sexy as hell and smooth and suave, he's yeah. also terrifying. Yes, he is. And there was something. I, 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 the first time I watched Fright Night, it was almost it solidified itself as one of my favorite horror movies because of not just um, you know the 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 experience I had on it, which I'll, I'll say about next week because I don't want to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, we won't do um, much now. <laughs> but the way in which the film is is has such clever moments in it, you know that you kind of don't expect or that stuff happens and yeah. you're like, oh shit. Um, and it, 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 for me, that is very much like how a vampire film should be done. Whereas I think, I, I kind of get what you If mean. you're doing, and especially if you're doing that take on a yeah, like if you're vampire, doing that you're take trying on to do a bit more of like a mixture of maybe kind of dark comedy mixed with horror kind yeah of thing. something a bit more yeah. more contemporary at this time as opposed yeah. to like a, a fucking shriveled old poor back who lives in a castle you know what I mean yeah um, you got like a handsome vampire like that, like that hammy uh, Gary Oldman <laughs> like, yeah, no 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 like <laughs> that top, no like that top I'm of the nuts the bear you're trying to put the bear yeah, you know. but this bear will not be riled <laughs> um, like that beautiful Gary Oldman performance um, but no, I think sack. yeah, old Borsak. But um, I think like you you have a point. I think the film is very like it does feel a bit style of a substance. Like I kind of remember watching it and it being very quick. I remember them them turning up. I remember them. it's not a very long. I'm pretty sure it's only around the ninety minute range. I think. But even so, it feels like they turn up. They, you know, yeah. he's like, oh, I want to, I want to fuck this bird. And then um, it's with the woman's with Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. and then they're like, "Well, we're vampires. You're eating, you're eating worms or whatever." And then they go and they see Corey Feldman, who's like, "There's vampires at this town." Yeah. And then it ends. I don't think I ever made the point about Corey. We went off on a tangent about yeah. Corey Feldman, but the Corey Feldman as well, where they're like these kids who are like read comic books, so they're like really yeah. knowledgeable about it, and. Again, like Corey Feldman in, like, say, Gremlins, I, I loved, like, his awesome. part in it and stuff yeah. like that. But in this one, again, it just felt flat because it just felt like they were trying too hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So it felt really, like, pushed about trying to be this niche kid. Like, this felt like the most that you're pushing. Like, this is, you basically went, I want a Corey Feldman type. Yeah. So I got Corey Feldman, and now I'm going to make him the most Corey Feldman performance of that kind of edgy, kind of sarcastic kid. Yeah. Got to be that, and it just felt it just felt like I don't know why, and like that or like when he was in Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. It felt like they were just really pushing, like he was. We don't need to make him anything more because he's Corey Feldman, so you know he's cool already. Well, it's weird because in Stand by Me, he is. I think that's where a lot of the mould of his him comes from. Yeah. But he's fantastic in Stand By Me. It's genuinely an incredible performance. Yeah. Really emotional mixed within that sarcasm that he had. Yeah. Kind of character. He's a very vulnerable little kid. Yeah. And then you get... Um, even in uh, Friday the 13th, I felt he wasn't quite 
playing into that mold. Like he was still a bit of like a weird kid, mm. you know. He was making these masks. He wasn't like as sarcastic and yeah. as like cool. Whereas by the time they get to this film, it's almost like he's in full effect. And I think this he's is like a stereotype of what yeah. they think Corey Feldman should have been instead of what he actually was. And yeah. That, that, that that's a lot of what loses it for character in this film for me is just the fact that there's just it so happens so quickly his brother seems to go from yeah I'll be part of this gang yeah. even if I am a vampire I'll be part of this gang to so quickly changing around not feeling naturally and his brother trying to fight it with his nerdy comic yeah. book friends and you know them getting there but and like one or two scenes but yeah it, you, you're definitely right about it so fast it felt so fast it felt like Again, I feel like I might have liked it more if it had extra time. Yeah. To just flesh everything out, give it some time to kind of, you know. And I liked the idea, um, and you know, I could see that I could see totally someone taking a slightly different approach, but keeping some of the ideas. And you, yeah, a, a remake I actually think can totally work with this. In yeah. fact, I think there is a remake. I swear someone said it's an it's one of those like you don't know yeah. this is even happening, but I'm pretty sure there's someone said there is a remake. I wouldn't happening. be surprised if there um, was, man. It's know? already going on, like the crow and stuff like that, ones that you're kinda of under the radar that you don't actually know what's going on, but they've been in development for ages without yeah. knowing it. Um, um but yeah, so that's um with them, that's really um just I, I just it just left me a little bit like underwhelmed. No, I when think, I'd heard yeah. such like the Lost Boys is everything in horror. I think I agree <laughs> because I I watched Fright Night first and I spoke to people and they were like, "Yeah, Fright Night's Fright Night's good," but if you want like the definitive eighties vampire flick, then Lost Boys. And I was really hyped for it and I watched it and I was like, "Yes, it was good. It was enjoyable. Mm. I, I liked it, but it." it wasn't incredible to me it was like you said it was it was overrated i feel like it just it needed more of an edge it needed more of a, a fear i don't i just didn't think it was scary at all i didn't really see how people could find a lot of these characters i know at certain points when Kiefer sutherland gets like one major scene when he goes full-on like yeah vampire like buffy face. style yeah, yeah yeah when he goes like that i you know may, maybe that one might have worked but there just wasn't enough of it and i didn't know enough about Kiefer sutherland's kind of vampire or his battle you know I yeah. to kind of feel like he was more than just a one dimensional I'm the cool looking vampire yeah like that was it not like Chris Sarandon's where we get actually quite a lot of information about him and understand him yeah in this case the villains are all pretty much in fact all the characters felt very they're an archetype they're a yeah. stereotype of what you'd expect to be in an 80s film and that might be because I've then seen many other films that came after it and films that Maybe. come after and that might be why, but to me, they just felt like one note. Most of them felt one note. It didn't feel there was much more to the characters. Yeah. Let's. Have you, you've got still one more. I've got one more before we end. Um, but before I end, I will quickly jump over to the social media lounge. Um, so as always, you know, we um, we put in you know the films that we're going to be talking about or the feature that we're doing. Um, this week we only we only had one. Um, and that was from, from our friend Bob Scott. And uh, he said, The Conjuring, Insidious and Hereditary immediately come to mind. Um, and I definitely, I, I agree with Hereditary. I've only seen it once um, and kind of didn't really, didn't really 
get it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it, 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 uh, we, we've done the again. We've done the horror hot take Ariasta talk. Yeah, and um, we've we've said many times that he's a better director than a. Yeah, he's a better director than I think he is necessarily a screenwriter. Yeah, I think his films look beautiful. I just don't think that there's actually that, or there's a lot of borrowed stuff in there. That yeah, just feels and and it never comes to like a, a great ending or things like that. And then, and again, it's the same reason I avoided Hereditary and I avoided Midsummer because I could talk about how I yeah. that both films are very much a rip off of other superior films that they've then blended together to make something that. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it, they look good. They look good. <laughs> um, I quite. I remember quite. I've only seen them once, but I remember quite liking Insidious and The Conjuring. I think we'll probably we'll we'll come round to covering them because I think both of them are on the list. Yeah, we haven't covered either of those. Insidious. <clears throat> yeah, Insid- Insidious was uh, okay. I think it was a bit better than I thought it was going to be because I expected that and The Conjuring, and then I don't know. At the same time, I you know not knowing about certain things I do feel like though those are all three films that are very kind of modern kind of set like they're very modern horror films and yeah. a lot of people you know it is ones where <clears throat> maybe we're all just past a certain age now whereas like we think that those ones are just a little bit jit or maybe derogatory or as I said before it's more of a case of we've been, been there done that we've maybe. seen those kind of films and we've seen better examples than yeah films. we are getting long not in that the they're tooth. not all you know not that they're not all uh, you know fine films but yeah they do get treated like they're the greatest thing to happen to horror sometimes yeah sometimes the especially Conjuring hereditary universe as well especially like yeah hereditary does for that kind of one and the conjuring universe sometimes does for like oh that's they've made so much money for us like they yeah are, they, have. they are the the best thing to happen to kind of horror and some of it's good some of it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is what it's a mixed it is. bag. <laughs> um, well, my last one is uh, it's a film that I watched recently as well. I saw it on a list of quite uh, an uh, underrated eighties uh, slashers, um, and I, when I put out that I was watching it on on uh, Twitter, quite a lot of people commented saying that they were really big fans of this film, and it was a film that I wanted to see for a while. Um, and it's got one of the one of the goats of horror in it. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and that is Terror Train um, yeah, from nineteen eighty. So obviously Halloween, iconic, you know. I old, have seen this old film. school classic. I've forgotten this film. I don't blame you. <laughs> prom Night, which is is I, fun. Yeah, has I haven't moments. seen Prom Night, but yeah, I have seen I, Terror Train. I, I thought Prom Night was better than Terror Train. Uh, prom Night had some quite cool moments. Had a bit of an interesting story, but you know, was kind of a bit, you know, a bit by the numbers almost. Um, whereas Terror Train, the so the producer wanted to basically make Halloween. I don't know why. I just straight away expected this to go. I think it's just the mindset we've got now. I expected you to straight go and basically the director wanted to bang Jamie. Lee <laughs> he probably did. You know, um, <laughs> seen Halloween and he wanted to he bang wanted to Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Maybe I mean this is Hollywood. You know? Yeah, <laughs> everything is just a finance to bang. Um, but they wanted to make Halloween on a train, um, and they forgot that Halloween works because it's shot great. Full of tension, yeah. and it no, it's it's paced really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this film it sets itself up relatively well, to be honest. Uh, we get um, you know it, it always has that kind of classic 
80 slasher where something a prank goes wrong and it comes back to haunt them uh this guy wants to fuck basically um <laughs> jamie lee curtis leads him into a room it like you know try to tease him and, and implying that they're gonna fuck and then he gets in the bed and they've stolen a um they've stolen a corpse from the local like morgue or the on-campus morgue for the doctors yeah and the guy freaks out and goes batshit and gets locked away and then three years later they're having a train on a party for some reason um and (laughs) the the dude has supposed to have escaped and is basically killing his way on the train and the the the, when you say this to people it sounds quite interesting because you're like okay Maybe the idea some... of a, a murderer making his way through like a long, like a long moving train, where getting cabin by cabin, you're like, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see how that and, could work. And not only that, but when he kills someone, he takes the costume, and then yeah, he I, goes... I remember there being several different costumes because there's one where he looks like some, he looks like uh, Groucho Marx. Groucho there's Marx. There's a lizard. Yeah. Whereas, um, although like Groucho Marx, but there's a. There's like a British scientist. Yeah. Who I remember when we were kid. I can't remember what his name is, but he looks exactly like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just like that, you know, just that kind of guy with his big bushy big moustache and glasses. Or he looks a bit like. Um, he also looks a bit like, to be fair, uh, Eugene Levy. <laughs> yes, a little bit like Eugene Levy. <laughs> and so like does one of the other masks when he turns the next one. It's still a guy with these. Big eyes, big nose, and kind of greyish hair. So it still looks like it's Eugene, Eugene Levy, Levy now. Yeah, he's gone back. <laughs> One looks like Eugene Levy in American Pie. Now it looks like <laughs> Eugene Levy a bit more now. But yeah, yeah, uh, and it's so when you say that to somebody, you're like, oh, maybe that's quite cool. However, the film just plods along. It's yeah. incredibly boring. I this is why I, mean. I I have 100 have seen this film, and I can literally tell you I remember fucking nothing about. Well, it. Well, yeah, it's one of those films where <laughs> it's like. So you know, I just remember a scene along. with like, co- like when he goes into one of the cabins, and I, I think, tacking someone in the co- in a, in like a, in the cost in a costume and things like that, and it's kind of unclear, and they're like moving around, and then he comes out, and that, and that's basically it. And that's basically what you just told me. That's about. basically it. He just takes a costume, moves along, kills someone, takes a costume, and there's a lot of you know, like off-screen deaths you know i don't mind an off-screen death but when like a lot of them are off-screen deaths it, it or or you'll get into a point where it's like kind of very bloodless yeah it it falls by the wayside you can do bloodless if you fill a film with tension and with atmosphere if you think of like halloween relatively bloodless texas chainsaw massacre relatively bloodless yeah. or you can do a slasher film which might not have so much atmosphere or tension, but it's got some really cool kills, it's got some great gore, and yeah. it's got some actual like cool looking shots, you know? And I'd put one more in like I know that Halloween obviously is a slasher, but it's a slow build suspensual slasher. Yeah. Um, but then you have got more ones like I don't know about the original Prom Night, but a lot of ones like, say, the Prom Night style or yeah. Sorority Row, where it's yeah. pretty much just more they're making their way around and they're killing them in kind of gruesome, gory yeah. ways, which is much more what I expected this one to be, which was Same. that kind of horror, not, not trying, trying to be something it's definitely not, with yeah. costumes that are definitely not living up to it. No. Um, and I was going to say, I 
there was a part of this where I was mixing up um, a little scene of another film in my head. Yeah. And I was mixing it because it's another Jamie Lee Curtis film. Okay. Uh, True Trading lies. Places. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there's a scene on a train in Train Places where they go inside of a kind of they go inside this cage thing and they're dressed up on the train like certain characters different characters in there um, so there's a scene where you know Jamie Lee Curtis is there and Dan Aykroyd is dressed up like um, you know in, in a costume and they're in that doing so I can't even remember the context right now to be honest I oh, just remember man. it involved some kind of cell inside the train at one point uh, but anyway it was just popping into my head like oh Trading Places is <laughs> it's like, the same the, like there you go like it's basically that's how little I remember this film that I'm interjecting other films with similar yeah. <laughs> or a costume in basically because it's like my brain is like well you watched it so you could have completely wasted that time you must have some memory of it's yeah literally nothing at all about one scene and, and the guy that you know he looks like a Jew. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Jew costume, and, and it, it is a Jew costume because it's got little bits on it. Like it's like it's almost offensive. It's a real offensive one. Um, it's yeah, it's just incredibly bland and plodding and boring. And there's also this really weird part of this film where David Copperfield is in it. Do you remember that at all? No. Like David Copperfield is in this film. And the, and why? all he's called, him, yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, you're literally gonna have to tell me. Because all I do he's, not he's just referred to as the magician. He doesn't yeah. really have any lines. Oh, I can't remember a magician. I don't remember it was David Copperfield. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's the weird thing is, like, okay, you can have David Copperfield in it. He can be a magician in it, but I don't think we should spend maybe ten. 15 minutes of the film just having a David Copperfield show where he's just doing magic and all the characters are watching him and nobody's getting killed in the back. It does almost feel like a film that was struggling so much they were like, right, we're going to have to be able to sell something about this film. Yeah, So I'm, let's sell on the posters David Copperfield. I'm sure it says on the posters <laughs> David Copperfield because I'm, I'm going to look now. That's probably why it has because he was popular at the time. So like, oh, add him in, we'll do like a 15 minute magic show. Yeah. And David Copperfield. It literally says, as, and David Copperfield as the magician. It's, it's, so they're literally just trying to sell, like, it sounds like a desperate kind of, oh my God, how can we sell this film? Yeah. And the film's an hour and 37 minutes long, man. It's an absolute slog. And it it starts getting, it, it has this really weird bit where they're like, uh, okay, so the um, the guy who we played the prank on went to hospital okay maybe he's escaped well they were actually investigating him for a murder at the time that he was arrested just before you did this prank to him okay and then you you expect them to do like some kind of red herring you know like this whole thing's a red herring okay it's going to be somebody else who's like he was my brother or like you know yeah. I felt guilty for doing it or whatever it was it just is the mental it's just him yeah, it yeah. just turns up I was like... thinking I remember that I do remember it just being a guy and being like I mean I guess the whole idea of the Halloween thing that they were thinking well it's fine because that was just the guy that escaped so it can just be that it can just be that guy but yeah when it's that like changing costumes constantly it makes you start to think oh who's the actual person who's the, the actual person who's infiltrated because it's not like Michael Myers went around and kept changing masks no you know and he didn't keep like walking around and doing so we knew it was Michael Myers because it was clearly defined in the film at the start but it, when you do like little teases of like oh there's a way or things like that but it's not clearly like 
you don't see like Michael. You yeah. literally see Michael Myers leave the hospital and escape and fight, like yeah. you know, get his way out, kind of thing. So you know it's Michael Myers. Yes, they could have still pulled a twist where I don't know. It's actually it's not. It's it's her dad or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? But they don't because it's pretty clear signposted throughout the film. But yeah, I do remember this one being like, oh, who's it going to be? Because I felt yeah. like it, I felt like it was more one of them was pointing towards. One of the people on the one of the friends was out on the train is the killer or something. Yeah, because it's it, that's kind of what it feels like it's building up to. It's all like in prom night, you are you know, it's very similar. Like uh, something happens at the start, a li- like lives are irrevocably changed, um, and then like you you have a time jump, and then the murders start happening, and you're like, okay, is it this person? Yeah. Or is it one of the friends? You know, you kind of got a little bit of mystery and intrigue there. However, the you just get to it and it's like, oh, it's it's actually the guy who's just escaped, and he's just like, yeah, Jamie, let, let's fuck like like we like we were going to three years ago. You know, it's just like he where he got he got immediately traumatized by this. Spent three years like screaming and like being heavily medicated, and then was just like ah. No, I gotta fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm going. You know, it's so yeah. bad. And was that the bit when it changed actor and it was the director? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's just him now. Yeah. Like, right, I have to stand in for him, Jamie. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I have to stand in for the penetration. Now the characters have sex now. <laughs> yeah. And there, there is one really funny moment where, yeah, again, we were having this conversation for both our Suspiria episode and Wicker Man episode. Yeah. Where the they have the final confrontation. The killer gets thrown out of the train as it's moving. He bounces down this like cliff, and then he like icy cliff, you know, covered in snow. Then he falls in this icy lake, and then the credits just roll, and it's like, well, he it's killed, over. he's dead, he's dead, yeah, it's over. You've seen him die. That's it. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's, you don't even confirm no one, he's yeah. dead. No one cares. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> don't confirm he's dead, and you don't care what happens to anyone left on the train. Nope. Yeah. I know that, and again, you'll be, but you know, there's ways that do it that leave it on a, oh wow, like an interesting beat. And yeah. then there's ways that just feel abrupt and out of the way, like we talked about. Um, yeah. Like, again, it's not like Halloween ends with a big, long, you know, ending monologue. No. no. It, you know, it ends with a shot in my six times of the heart, Jamie Lee Curtis crying on the top of the, and, and that's it. But it leaves, that leaves an impact, and you know, in that one, you know because you know they're left with a trauma. Yeah. And that's what you're left with, the trauma and the big cliffhanger question. But that is a kind of ending. Just letting someone just disappear, or suddenly it's like, they're gone, ah, oh, it's over. Yeah. That totally leaves mate. you just with like, what? Wait, wait, what? Who? Uh, are those people still alive on the train? Are they dead? Yeah. How are they getting? Are they even going to get to the other side? Did he kill the train? It's going to even mental. keep going. Are they just going to keep going round and round yeah. forever? And Terror. It's, it's, yeah, and it's like you have you can stretch this film out to one hundred and thirty-seven minutes. <clears throat> you can have a weird David Copperfield magic show, but you can't just think of like a satisfying ending. Yeah, you can't, you just, can't go, just yeah. Let's have another. Let's cut maybe. Five minutes of David Copperfield and let's stick an ending on instead yeah, of maybe let's use Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and add her on to the end of something she does afterwards, or I don't know. yeah, maybe they only had her for like, maybe she was like, well, I'm going to get on the train and we're going to film, 
and when the train concludes, I'm done. <laughs> and they were like, oh shit, we need to fucking film this. When she's not coming back for reshoots, I don't know. But it's it was how many more things can we have rolled <laughs> yeah. out before he goes into the water? <laughs> yeah, that's an ending, right? You can just keep him rolling and rolling, <laughs> rolling. and rolling. He rolls about, and then David, and, that, and then David Copperfield brings him back. <laughs> yeah, David Copperfield resurrects him and walks on the water. <laughs> He's like, just when you think the killer's gone. <laughs> he's back he's back yeah but I was sold that it was like a really good solid slasher instead it, there was no suspense no I, I remember watching it Dog because pen. I'd heard oh I've heard of Terror Train I've heard it mentioned by people I've heard it listed off by people Terror Train and yeah I, the fact that I remember nothing and I to be honest I'm not the kind of person that remembers nothing about a no. horror film um, even when I haven't paid full attention, there are normally at least some things that pique my interest. But yeah. I literally, apart from that mask, I don't remember. Yeah. I barely remember anything for it. And the only reason I probably remember the mask is less from the film and more the fact that that's the main thing you see when you look at it online and stuff like Post that. Post Like yeah. when I've seen things posted about it, you normally see that mask appear uh, on there. So, yeah. And I literally don't remember at all. I, I think I remembered that I was a bit like Jamie Lee Curtis's hair's a bit odd. Or something like that in this one, but apart from that, I was literally like, I don't remember anything that she does in this film. Yeah, well, um, no need to. I remember, I remember some glare of a film where like there's a magician while they're in the kind of the main cab kind of area, you know, where people are standing around having the party and watching, and yeah, and occasional bits of like costumes getting ruffled. But that's it. That's that's it. That's the film. film. There you go. I've seen the film. I don't need to rewatch it. You don't need to rewatch it. I know that there's a remake of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd... but it's like a TV movie made remake. I think from the look of it, it's probably better. I think they might have made a one, a second one of that as well. I think Maybe. it was like a like you know like when Sci Fi Channel makes remakes yeah. or, so, or like do their own version of something. It's like that kind of. Well, thing. I can't imagine it being any worse than this. Probably not. It's be probably honest. better. They've replaced it with a proper just. I think it's just a clown mask now because obviously clown. Obviously clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for a mask. It has to be clown. Obviously. Um, well, that's you know. That's our overrated wrapped, Come for us. That's it wrapped. Come for us. Come and let us know your uh, overrated horror movies um, and the films that we discussed today. I imagine Lost Boys would have definitely ruffled some feathers, I'm thinking. Um, Lost Boys. Ter- but, Terrifier, I think. Yeah. yeah. But f- feathers need rustling every now and then, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know? um, so come and let us know your thoughts on the films we discussed and any films that you feel are overrated horrors. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CMDH Podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review. Hitting the subscribe button really does help us. Um, our Suspiria episode got us to 23 in the Italian Apple Podcast charts, which is pretty cool. We are so now... Pretty high ranking. Yeah, Rome uh, invaded us many you know, years ago, and now we are starting the counter-invasion as we start to climb through the Apple Podcast charts. We are very happy with those. In fact, we have crossed 6,000 listeners, so very yeah. thank you for that as Hold well. Hold tight. Um, and yeah, and make sure to hit that subscribe button and join us next week as we discuss Fright Night. Take care and goodbye.